You're out picking stones with your pals the other day. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we're once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one has those really nice grill marks, bud. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt and the valiant... Victor, how are you guys doing today? Good, and how are you? Pretty good. Matt, Do you have, what are you uh, drinking today? That was, the, that was the softest hello we've heard yet. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that sounds great. What, are you, what did you just open there, Matt? Uh, today's is, there's no fancy name. It's a, some new one I've got uh, called Caribou, and it's just an IPA, so I'm excited to give it a whirl. Caribou. All right, and I'm just going to open my usual Stella Artois here. All right. So, <clears throat> it's been a long, busy week. Let's get started with how's your week, Matt? We're going to start with you. How's your week, Matt? <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, never a dull one. But I, what, I, I, what I wanted to talk about, I was kind of channeling my inner dairy this week, um, <laughs> trying, trying to enjoy some yogurt. Um, trying. So well, let me explain. What so, do you have against yogurt? <laughs> no, it's not. I fucking love yogurt. Okay. Man. That's, that's the point. And I always demand, not demand, it's not the right word. I ask very nicely for some high quality yogurt in our refrigerator, but I never get it. No. So the other day this, I come home, I mean, not like I'm going anywhere, but I open the fridge and there is this velvety Greek <laughs> vanilla yogurt of my dreams and I grab it and like a dog reaching for the steak off the counter, I get whacked away. Might as well have been newspaper saying, no, that's for the kid. And I wasn't able to have it. So denied. <laughs> was it the Oikos? No, no, no. no. Wait, I don't remember what brand it was, but either way, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. And so I've been sneaking spoons of it throughout the oh, week because I really want it. We're uh, you're gonna be found out, man. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in, risky. We're an Oikos household here. That's all we buy. And moms and, and, have and, eyes in their back of their head. They're, it, she'll go and catch you. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, probably. You mean today when she went out for a bit, I had like a whole bowl of it. I'm like, fuck her, I'm eating it. I want it. <laughs> oh. I love her, love her, but I really needed to eat it. Yeah, we've been I've been spoiled now. I can't have any other yogurt that isn't Oikos. It's so good. Right? Like you, you, you get to experience a high quality yogurt and then yeah. you go to that other shit and you're like, what is the point? Yeah. yeah. I think I accidentally opened an Astro once and, and I'm like, what is oh. this? This isn't yogurt. This no. is like fucking garbage. Yeah. The protein is good in the Oikos. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Greek yogurt it, it's, and it's, it's tasty. It's a, yeah. So Tanya, I'm, uh, this is the, 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 uh, the, uh, lineup for today, Matt, Tanya, Victor, Al. So Tanya, how was your week? Oh, busy as hell. I, yeah, I do not think that we could have fit one more thing into this week. We still got tomorrow to go, but yeah, we, we've totally done the demolition of the upstairs. Oh, it's, it's been a lot. <laughs> We're both very sore and very tired. We took the week off to, to demo the, the uh, main floor of the uh, of the upstairs we're now fully living downstairs it's very cozy very uh, compact if we're if we sound a little quieter today it's probably because the kids are sleeping in the other room <laughs> there's guys for our listeners don't feel sorry for them i've seen the evidence this was borderline child labor uh, yeah. i saw the demo video oh yeah yeah oh my goodness i have never seen our kids so excited to tear out a wall i'm like you know what you just take all your frustrations from this year and you just here's a hammer and you just go it was lovely. It was really, it, that was, it was, it was wonderful. Uh, Victor, uh, your background tonight is, uh, is uh, Mr. Eddie Van Halen there. Uh, yes. Rest in peace. Yeah, My so condolences. Better, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's a sad thing. I mean, mm -hmm. he wasn't just a great musician. He was a good man. And 
just a great inspiration to so many people and uh, certainly one of my childhood heroes. I bet. And, uh, and just the nicest guy. Like, obviously, I never knew him personally, but mm-hmm. any interview that he's ever done, anytime you ever saw him in a public space, he added this just giant smile ear to ear. And, you know, he went through so, a lot of struggles with mm-hmm. uh, um, substance <clears throat> abuse and all that kind of stuff. But and, then and, he fought cancer early yeah. on and uh, in the 2000s. Uh, I think it was tongue cancer. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to have kind of fought that. And I didn't know how sick he was with the throat cancer. And uh, and just the one day, you know, you, you, you get the news and, and you know, just uh, the... Uh, it's crazy. It's a little piece of your childhood just kind of dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, you know, so that was, and, and then, you know, all this kind of, uh, all these folks sharing stories and memories online, all that kind of stuff. And for that to get overshadowed by a fly yesterday, that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> a fly? What have yeah. I missed in the world? It, it, uh, Everything. It, you missed the, the vice <laughs> president, uh, debate, debate yesterday. Uh, don't worry. You didn't miss anything. All Except right. there was a, the, a fly stole the show. Yeah. A, oh, a fly landed yeah, the fly on stole the, the social media so show. I mean, it's the, probably the most famous, uh, you know, uh, inanimate object in the world. I, I love it. Minutes <laughs> there with the Toronto raccoon yeah. of 2017. Minutes after that, after, after that debate, uh, ended, I don't even know if it ended. Uh, somebody created a Twitter account from the uh, <laughs> on behalf of the fly and tweeted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Twitter, yeah, the, it was uh, one of many. There was there was actually many accounts mm-hmm. created. Yeah, there was lots of uh, clever folks out there, and there was one of them that really took off, where it got like hundreds of thousands of uh, followers, like immediately. I don't know where it's at now. Yeah. Obviously, that's gonna that's short lived. It's gonna die. But but yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty crazy. It was pretty funny. Uh, so. For sure. Uh, you know, added some much needed levity to what was uh, kind of a needless, useless evening. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so speaking of Twitter, uh, uh, we had another busy week uh, with new followers, another 29 new followers this week, which I believe is around the same number we had last week. Uh, and, and this week we didn't even have, you know, that that uh, me me putting up the b- tweet begging people to to follow. So let me... Uh, uh, half of these, I think, were were actually people who started following us while we recorded last week. So we'll we'll, we'll call these out. Uh, welcome to uh, Beach, to Scott Shields from Yorkton, Saskatchewan. I think that might be our first follower from Saskatchewan. That's that's awesome. Uh, Kyle Oakland at Howling Void, Craig from Buffalo, New York. I'm going to say this is I Clever Lines from Baldwin Park, California. Caleb, wear a mask, Ahern from Phoenix, Arizona. The Dijonet from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we've got a lot of people from uh, Arizona listening. Uh, Lenny Leonard from Safety Harbor, Florida. Carson Sieber, uh, Oliver Drake account, uh, fan account Je- from Jefferson, Wisconsin. Uh, let's see here. Taddy from Carbondale, Illinois. Drew Skez, 17 from South Beloit, Illinois. Uh, meandering hermit <laughs> mac adio <laughs> just east of sanity uh jesui oh jesui fatigue from pennsylvania uh nick o'donohue from illinois bob bobby gutierrez gutierrez this uh two from from the u.s air force uh thanks for listening there bobby uh satan sassy sultry sultry mistress uh, from my own personal hell, USA, <laughs> Libby. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Libby McDougal from Buffalo, Rosie from Hillsboro, New Jersey, Bale Glass from Massachusetts. A lot of people from Massachusetts. I think they just like hearing me butcher their name. Uh, Amy Kaiser from uh, Lincolnton, North Carolina. Sarah But Spooky from Orlando, Florida. Aaron Gilbraith, I'm going to say it's Gilbraith from Abilene, Texas. He gave us our first iTunes review, which I'll read later. Thank you so much, Aaron, for that. Uh, Sean Cronin from St. Louis, Missouri. Ch- uh, Tracy M- uh, Manier from Springfield, Missouri. Anon Amon from Unknown. Smitty from Jackson, Missouri. Shane K from Omaha, Nebraska, somewhere in middle America. And Kells from Unknown. Thank I'm so glad you do the names. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for the follows and, and for listening. Uh, it's much appreciated and, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting up there. 
Yeah. And I'm willing to bet you saying about 50% of them correctly. Yeah, yeah, that probably. would have been my own personal hell right there. Oh, man. That. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week, we reviewed season two, episode three, Relationships. That episode got a fresh rating across the board, including our scientific Twitter poll, which had 100% of you agreeing with us that the episode was a fresh. Uh, tonight, we recap and review as, uh, episode four from season two, The Native Flu. Uh, let's start here with homework. Matt, did you do your homework? I did, sir. Uh, and I apologize in advance. We were so busy with with all the the work upstairs that I didn't. I, I was late sending out my uh, reminder. <laughs> in fact, Matt had to remind me to send out the reminder to to do well, the homework. We, we wouldn't have done it if, if I didn't remind you to remind us. So. Exactly, uh, Tanya. Did you do your homework? I did. You sat me down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I like I, I hold like tire down and and force her to watch like toothpicks in her eyelids and stuff. No, I've it's said tape. it before. I'll say it again, Tanya. Blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, did you do your homework? Homework was done. Yes, awesome. a little later than usual, but yes. Oh yeah, just under the wire. What, you, today? No, and I well, I knew I wouldn't have had time today. So, um, and uh, only the the only reason is because NHL Twenty One came out today, and there was no way I was going to not play that after work. NHL um, Twenty One. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. remember playing, uh, which one did I play? 99 maybe I, or 2000? I remember playing ice hockey. Well, yeah, Blades of um, Steel and all that stuff. But no, no like the, I think hockey. the last NHL yeah. one I played yeah. might have been 2000. Uh, what's the difference? Like how, like every year they come up with a new so, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically, I mean, I've been playing this game with my friends since NHL 93, the very first one that came up on <laughs> Sega Genesis. And we've been playing playing that every year up until 99 and everybody parted ways, got jobs, mm -hmm. got married and stuff like that. And then there was an era of kind of, they were making like just for the com computer, like, and, and st various consoles that were coming in and out. And so I didn't get back into it and I've been playing it on the computer, but it's just, you're, you know, it's, it's, you're not playing with your buds or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of boring. Um, and then I got back into it in, uh, 2010 on the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. And that was a whole, that was a game changer because mm -hmm. you're going online and you're playing with people, actual real people. So when you're doing a six on six game, every single person on the ice is controlled by oh, another that, person. That is better, yeah. And and uh, yes, and then you've got your headsets on and you talk and you're razzing and all the stuff that you hear in Letterkenny is going on <laughs> online. Uh, and yeah, so, so it, it was, it's, it was a whole lot of fun and, and uh, we never really stopped. And uh, every year you buy the new game just because they, they add new features, they improve it. Sometimes it's just a big fat roster update, uh, right. which you kind of, kind of cringe and feel like, am I really going to? Spend, pay money for it but you kind of have to because you're playing online with friends and sure. stuff like that so so yeah there's not dramatic changes year to year uh for offline modes i guess there are but mainly we just kind of play online so th um, this year so, do they have yeah. the uh the no crowd uh, arenas and stuff like that like the the covid what, what, you know <laughs> you know what you know what's funny uh no but uh, uh two years ago they introduced kind of this new feature for online players you know you can kind of dress up in your own gear and mm -hmm. kind of so it's not, and they introduced uh, face masks two years ago. <laughs> so, like, if you can imagine, like, basically, bait these face masks, except they're not surgical, but it's the same idea. Right. And they come with all your different designs, and oh. you know, how now you can kind of get whatever design you want. That's been in NHL 20. <laughs> and the NHL 19, NHL 20, and now NHL 21 before COVID ever became famous and wow. popular. So, so yeah, so they've kind of ahead of the game that way. Uh, they they have a slogan: <laughs> if it's in the game, it's in the game. So that part's true. So anybody who's a conspiracy theorist might say that the NHL uh, started this whole pandemic just so yeah, that they... like EA Electronic Arts yeah. is behind COVID 19. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, so, uh, all that, so we took a bit of a trip there. Um, so that was, so that might be my favorite conspiracy theory. Yes. <laughs> EA sports. Damn you. I mean, if you, if you, so here's the thing. Um, I'll just, I'm going to railroad a bit there. We've been yeah. looking to buy my kids railroad. Nintendo switch for Christmas this year. They've been asking for probably two years. Hmm? That is the hardest fucking thing on the planet to find right now. Oh, really? Toilet paper. Yeah, really? As soon as everyone went inside, everyone's been buying gaming systems across the planet because no one can go out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you might be onto something there, Victor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, careful buying new systems now because they are coming out with the next gens. You know, it's funny because they used to call the the current Xbox and PlayStation, but those are now gone. They're this day last year for them. They're coming out with the PlayStation Five and uh, I don't know what are they calling yeah. the new Xbox Xbox X or something. Why? Uh, that's gonna, yeah, both are going to be out for before Christmas. So fuck uh, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, seriously, uh, I'm still playing PS3, and the game I'm playing on PS3 is Sega. Genesis Classics. <laughs> I've got that hey, same one. Wrong, nothing wrong with that. Matt, nothing I've got that one, but I've got it for my PS2, so there you go. Right? I got your beat. There yeah. you go. Love it. I, yeah, I play three games. NHL 21, uh, Bus Simulator, and Train <laughs> uh, Sim World. Of course. <laughs> All right, let's get back on... $1,000 on it. Yeah, speaking, <laughs> speaking of trains, let's get back on track here. We start with the cold open. The Hicks are out in the field picking stones. Uh, now, I had to dip a toe into Reddit to learn why they're picking stones. Apparently, it's so that the farm farm equipment doesn't get damaged by the stones. You so had that, to look that up. I didn't know. I mean, like that's, I, a, that's why. A, why do you pick up stones in the field? That didn't, didn't make much on, sense. Come on, really? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Al. That I, was a hundred percent going to be my I, first I, question. I, I why had the fuck no are idea. they picking up stones? Yeah. Thank oh you for my looking goodness. it up because I didn't, and I had no idea. It makes farm sense, equipment. right? Equipment. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, now I get it. It's obvious now that I've looked it up. But yeah, before I was like, why are they picking stones? I don't get it. Just leave them right there. Uh, where are new rocks coming from every year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do they grow? They're coming <laughs> up when it, when the soil gets turned. Hello, people. Wow, oh, I'm the one, one who I, I, I grew up in the marsh and I didn't game. know this shit. So there you go. <laughs> one last thing on games, and I have a feeling Tanya does this in her spare time. There is oh. a game called Farm Simulator that I was always. <laughs> I would intrigued totally about do that. <laughs> I would totally do that. All right, so. Here we go. Uh, I learned something new from Letter Candy. Oh, and Tanya's oh, got her feet up on the table. Sorry, my legs hurt. Okay, we need to uh, be, pro- be professional, will you? Holy. Wayne, Wayne proclaims that he's had an incident and he'd like to talk about it, but he's having a hard time uh, spitting it out. But then finally he, go- he gets to it. I seen Stuart's horn. What? You seen his impaler? His Bobby Dangler. Well. You seen his PhD? His WMD. Oh, look, fellas. You seen his friendly weapon? His sticky grenade. His ground squirrel? Yeah, I seen his ground squirrel. You seen Steer's middle stump? You seen his custard slinger. Well, I'm coming up the stairs. He's coming out of the bathroom, <laughs> naked as a jaybird for some fucking reason. I round the corner, and yeah, I, I seen his... Uh, his hollow point. His hard drive. <laughs> well, his floppy disk is what I seen, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Cus- I- custard slinger, that's all I have to <laughs> where, say. Where did he see it, though? When, when Stuart was living with them. But they broke up already. That would have. No. That's that's so last week. He's, he's okay. So he's just recounting. Yeah, he's flashing back. So uh, I got most, or I got them all. I got all those uh, references except for one. Like I know what a PhD is in terms of you know uh, you know a diploma, but what does PhD stand for other than diploma? Anyone? Anyone? I was about to Google search it on my work computer and I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) One moment, please. We'll let Tanya look that up. Maybe you may have to check Urban Dictionary because that was the only one I was like, PhD. I mean, uh, P could be for penis and D could be for, but anyway, uh, whatever. So, um, Derry asks for an evaluation and Squirrely Dan would like to hear an assessment as well. You want to what? Look like a tall boy can of Red Bull hanging there. No. Look like a tube of tennis balls hanging there, a four pack. Shut up. Look like a fucking policeman's flashlight from the 1980s hanging there. <laughs> You're joking. That is no joke. Uh, the male hicks are all complimentary, saying, Good job, Stuart. Good for him. Wayne even admits to being happy for him and that it's a terrific opportunity, which got a chuckle from Tanya. I thought that was. <laughs> so, so. What so, I chuckle at? Yeah. It was a it was it's a terrific opportunity when when the Hicks is Oh right, yeah. yes. <laughs> so so we we saw, you could see Katie was really like disappointed that mm-hmm. she didn't explore this and <laughs> she was intrigued. Ta- but Tanya, Tanya yes. da- does does size matter? <laughs> size is talked about, yes. <laughs> size is definitely Sorry, talked about. Thanks. Th- thanks for making it uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still married, so it's <laughs> I think I think uh, I think the word is awkward. Awkward, yes. Awkward. Uh, Katie does seem a bit upset. Pump the brakes. Stuart isn't a really big dude. Are you sure the size of his horn wasn't accentuated by his really tiny frame? Looked like a one-liter thermos hanging there. Because 
Because you know, a really big dude could have a massive horn, but it would look really small in proportion to his gigantic frame, right? Have you been reading my diary? <laughs> I'll tell you what, it looked like a deflated football. <laughs> <in there>. Fuck. <laughs> so for me, the most shocking part about all this was uh, thinking, wait, she and Stuart, I, I don't know if they were together, but for sure they went out at least on one date. Mm -hmm. And that that date did not end in a, uh, a free for all um, where Katie would have been, you know, uh, exposed to this PhD. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm just shocked that that didn't happen based on her kind of free will. Well, and I mean, so you, you must've missed that line in last week's episode where yeah. she says, uh, you, you were a rebound, even though it never got physical. So she, she yeah. and, and she said, it's weird for me that it never got physical, but it never got physical. So I would say that. Yeah, it, I guess it, I remember it now. I mm -hmm. didn't connect the dots there, yeah. I, you know, because, you know, the, the, yeah. the way the episode opens, it kind of shocks you anyway. So yeah. you kind of lose all. Yeah. And now, now she's reflecting like it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Oh, she's, oh, she's yeah. going to go back for that. She She's uh, uh, angry now. Uh, okay. And, oh. wait, wait, wait. There's 18 different oh, references, oh. but I'm going to say and go for this one. Uh, plumbing hardware dispatcher. Uh, really? I I, I like That's it. That's the one you went with. I like it. <laughs> That's a bit of a ride. Yeah, it? it's it's a little Is stretch. It? Well, I guess that's the point then. Potentially <laughs> heavy drinker. Like I don't know. I'm thinking pure hard dance. No, piled higher and deeper. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Anyway, keep looking. Ooh, ooh. Uh, <clears throat> Prehistoric dinosaur. Pretty huge dick. There it is. Oh, oh. there you go. <laughs> that That's two seconds in Dr. Google. <laughs> Check it out. You're fired. Oh. Oh. You know I, like, I like Tanya's better. Oh. Yeah, Tanya was looking on dictionary.com. Matt, Matt went straight <laughs> for Urban Dictionary. I, I literally Googled PhD dick reference <laughs> and I got. The very first hit was. Oh, see, I didn't do dick reference. I did. I did. I did slang. What was your dispatcher again? Say that again. Oh, the dispatch. Oh, I, I, I'm, plumbing I, something dispatch. I like the dispatcher. You're, you're fired. Oh, come on. All right. Plumbing come hardware. On. I think it was plumbing hardware dispatcher. Yeah, plumbing hardware dispatcher. I like. I, you know what? I'm going to. That's going to be this week's poll. That's awesome. Dispatcher. All right. Um, I like so. That one. Just to wrap up, the, we're still on the cold opening oh. here, people. So. We got sidetracked with some dick stuff. This, uh, yeah, as usual, uh, this leads to Wayne's word of wisdom for this episode. There's such a thing as too much horn talk, and a fellow ought to be fucking aware of it. Let me tell you, too much so horn. So appropriate. <laughs> exactly, so appropriate. All right, uh, and then cue the theme. Uh, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. More. One more pause. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't an earlier episode him saying you never looked out? Uh, what? No. Oh, oh yeah. At the, at the urinal. At the urinal. Oh. They don't say it. They imply it. But I mean, that's kind of. And then he brought it up in conversation while while uh, picking up stones. These are like, not related items. No, they're not. Um, you know what? The and I was referencing. Is very different than just house etiquette. Yeah, and and yeah, uh, it, uh, it, ob it obviously was bothering Wayne enough that he had to <laughs> he had to talk about it. <laughs> he was accosted. He, he didn't have an opportunity to not look. And right? I remember was, now what I was thinking. It was uh, the shower scene with the, uh, with oh, the hockey players. Oh, yeah, that's the hockey players. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Wrong, wrong, yeah, yeah. wrong. They were, they were, cock, they were cock looking, right? Okay, coming out of the uh, theme music, scene one. Jonesy and Riley are in the dressing room at the rink commenting on how none of their teammates even dip, bro, as in chew tobacco. Uh, one of their teammates reminds them of the big road, road game this weekend on the res against the senior A natives team. If they thought the juniors were tough, the senior natives will fucking kill you. That gets uh, Jonesy and Riley's attention. You got the native flu, you little bitch? Yorkie. It's the native flu if I've ever seen it, Parts. Schultzy. You scared of the natives, pussy? Fisky. Fever, body aches, nausea. All symptoms, Freddy Cats fake to get out of playing the natives. Boomtown. I hate Freddy Cats like I love my wife. Intensely. I love her so much. <laughs> 
I love Boomtown. Uh, Jonesy and Rally insist that they don't don't have the native flu. Uh, they try to leave, but end up walking right into the crotch of one of the seniors as he's doing pull-ups. <laughs> the senior holds their heads between his legs as the others laugh. Now, do you think there was underwear on that guy? Uh, well, I'm hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. If I'm uh, if I'm those actors, I mean, I'm like I'm insisting that there's he's, there's something there. <laughs> I mean, this is a lower budget show, so who knows? <laughs> Just because it's Canadian yeah. doesn't mean it's lower budget. Come on. Maybe they were bicycle shorts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Scene two. Back at the farm, the Hicks are hanging out at the produce stand as Jonesy and Riley pull up at the end of the laneway. Uh, they want to talk to the Hicks, but not in front of Katie. She tells them to piss off. So they get to the business at hand. We got a roadie to the res this weekend, boys. Big roadie play the natives this weekend, boys. You got the native flu? We do not have the native flu. We do not have the native flu. Don't be scared, Stuart Metzit. Those natives are tough as hell. No, those natives are tougher than hell. Look, we can handle the natives in the rink, boys. We know we got business in their barn, boys. But Tannis and her troops are going to be waiting for us in the parking lot. So we... We need backup, boys. Hard no. Oh, come on. Where's your jam, bud? Not my pig, not my farm. Where's the sacrifice? Oh, get off the cross. We need the wood. We tuned them up on our turf just a fortnight ago. Yeah, we step back on theirs now. That's a suicide mission. Get off the cross. We need the wood. I love that line. That's great. <clears throat> uh, Wayne doesn't like what Derry said about the suicide mission, though. He, it seems he doesn't like admitting that someone else might be tougher than him. Uh, Riley says he hears Tannis wants the ban lifted on Letter Kenny for selling cigarettes. Wayne says he, they shouldn't have burned down the fucking produce stand. Uh, Katie reminds the Hicks of, of their rule. When a man asks for help, you help him. Well, I guess I haven't been a scrap in a while. We could go get bags of darts, too. And their venison pepperettes are not to be missed. I pretty near popped a street meat vendor outside of Jay's game one time for selling me a venison dog. I ain't no goat the goddamn way. That's venison dogs. No. Well, <laughs> I go for a scrap. Uh, Scrooge Dan proclaims that they'll need reinforcements. <clears throat> they'll call Joint Joint Boy, of course, uh, but there is one reinforcement they won't call this time. What about no? Oh, you mean the ginger? Hard. No. <laughs> but now everybody listen up. So I'm only going to say this once. We never talk about it again. You understand? We all lay off the ginger and boots now because the ginger and boots did not fuck an ostrich. <laughs> no, Riley says he heard they fucked two ostriches, allegedly. <clears throat> At this point, uh, Wayne admits to pulling a Tanya here. Now I went on now I went on the internet and researched ostriches. <laughs> Firstly, ostriches can run up to 70 miles an hour. So catching one, even a sick one, is a super tall order. Yeah, there's two of them. Secondly, when a male ostrich, it's called a cock, fights over a female ostrich, it's called a hen, they're known to kill each other by headbutting. We should wear hockey helmets. Hockey helmets, buddy. <laughs> oh, they need a race car helmet likely. Finally, Ostriches use their legs to defend from predators and can use them to kill even their largest and most deadly enemies, which are fucking lions. That's the king of the jungle. Still just a cat. So you'll see there is no way the ginger and boots could have fucked an ostrich. Maybe they drank the ostrich. Like they roofied the ostrich? <laughs> I love Squirrely Dan's little throwaway line there. They're just they're still just cats. <laughs> and might I add Yes, one detail do. that they that they missed on the <laughs> on the mating process of the ostrich. Oh, that's right, because you you looked it up too. That's right. I, I might yeah, I might have done that. Um, they they rock back and forth, <laughs> and they have their their arms, their wings, whatever you want to call them, extended, arms. and they and they rock back and forth in this mating dance, and continue that while in the act. There you it go. Sounds wildly wikipedia like and, and tanya i'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm a fan of you but i'm i'm questioning your credibility after the plumber incident of five well, minutes ago. by all means go, give it a google yeah just don't do it on your work laptop all right uh, no, wayne that's yeah you can't explain wayne you says can't come back after that exactly uh matt can can you come into the office for a second here i need to talk about your 
your browsing habits. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I have so been there. I have been there at Wait. the office. <gasps> oh, I have to side story this one. <laughs> so I'm at the office telling my friend at work about this lovely drink that I had and that you can only get it in a certain country. And then I Google searched it. And so the, uh, the alcohol beverage is called figgling. And I thought I had the spelling correctly of fingling and it wasn't. (laughs) And I pressed images and on my very large monitor, there was a whole lot of, and apparently that's a way to get through the, the wall at work. And Oh my God. Yeah. I've never, my face has never gone so red. So Victor, you know, you're a manager. Have you ever had to have a a meeting with somebody because of their uh, browsing? uh habits uh yeah really uh, but uh, uh well as a manager uh no but as a co-worker yes oh um so uh th- this is a day <laughs> this is going going back to my days at rogers i'm not i'm gonna leave out names oh you but uh, you so you me, just said the name of the company yes <laughs> no but that's okay i'm gonna leave out names okay of employees and yeah this is not the fault of rogers so so they're not being uh <laughs> spoken of in any kind of a derogatory way here. Uh, and and I'll, I'll share with you that we were in a building on um, Bloor, Mount Pleasant on Bloor, at Triple Free Bloor. And we had windows, our, uh, we had window seats facing onto Bloor, if you can imagine being there. Uh, big, big windows. So people could look in and they could see our monitors. Actually, believe it or not. Oh, you, and, I, uh, you told me this story before. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So my, so my, so my uh, coworker who was who sat next to me, his monitor, our monitors kind of faced each other, mm. uh, but the backs of them faced each other. So I couldn't really see what's on his screen, nor he couldn't see what's on mine. And uh, one of our third coworkers uh, was a nice young lady, and she came over to ask uh, my coworker a question. And uh, he said, let me look that up for you. And uh, he did. And uh, 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 and something bad happened. Uh, so <laughs> something terrible happened. And she you could tell by the look on her face, she had never seen anything like this before. And if oh. she had, um, she certainly played a good game because she went white. She didn't go red. She went white. And <laughs> Is this before or after and, two girls in one cup? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll leave it there and then afterwards i had to i had to talk to my friend and just oh, remind him of uh the hazards of uh yes. pitfalls of uh having something like that uh, oh, uh be dear. found out by our manager and and beyond and maybe by the people outside of the window looking in <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, holy so oh, yeah my. yeah i'm not going to get detailed in terms, nope. in terms of what was yeah. screen i don't want to offend anybody but it was pretty um pretty uh uh out there don't chase al's reference you can never unsee that you're right yeah sorry i shouldn't even have brought up oh Uh, gosh probably something that's been buried in the internet archives for for a while now and might i add that i went immediately to it and told them that there was a mistake and that that was not what i was looking up and if i got a red flag of any kind i'm owning up to it right now that this is what has happened everything was fine oh yeah no i was that was not what i was looking for well you got to know kind of where you work because i mean most companies most of the time aren't actually looking at that stuff yeah uh there are some that do but uh most most don't anyway back to the uh recap wayne says they should feel bad about spreading the rumor about Ginger and Boots. Uh, his word of wisdom, bad gas, travels real fast in a small town. Uh, Wayne concludes that the only way Ginger and Boots could fuck an ostrich is if it were a dead ostrich. He says this just in time for Pastor Glenn to ride by on his bicycle and overhear the new juicy piece of gossip. Then he promptly calls Jenny and tells her, and so the rumor is now spreading like a gender reveal wildfire. Uh, this gets an old bother from <laughs> from. Wayne. <laughs> uh, scene three. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty proud of that one. Uh, yeah, scene three. The skids are at the dollar store doing their dancing thing. Katie walks up. Stuart tries not to show show her weakness. Uh, Devin uh, intercepts Katie. Hey you. Hey you. 
new. This is awkward, but your shirt seems to have shrunk in the wash. Not awkward, things shrink in the wash. How do you explain your dick? Quick wit, valuable asset. Must really serve a lady of the night like you well. He means you're a hooker. Thanks, Rolf. You speak? <laughs> Heard a song this morning that reminded me of you. Really? So cool. What was it? Die, die, my darling. Metallica, love them. Actually, they have a song that reminds me of you too. Oh? Yeah, sad, but true. <sighs> Why don't you run along and get your essentials? You know, long, smooth, cylindrical-shaped objects. Actually, I'm just looking for some three-inch screws to hang a frame. Hey, you know what three inches looks like, right? And Katie wins another round. Next scene, scene four. On the res, Jonesy and Riley arrive at the rink. Tannis and her crew are waiting for them. Jonesy and Riley tell Tannis they don't want any trouble. They just want to go in and play. Uh, but Tannis calls them stupid if they think they're going to make it into the rink. She sicks her crew on them. But just then, Wayne pulls up in his truck just in time. Tannis presses pause, but she does issue a warning. Listen, we're four lines deep of BFIs and they're ready to speed bag you spacemen. It's a BFI. Big fucking Indians. Not sure that's PC, but you said it. <laughs> if you chodes walk out of there with all your chicklets and I'm a fucking ferret. Piss off. I love it. I'm not sure that's PC. I think that's going to be my new favorite line. What's that? Not sure. That's... <laughs> not sure it's PC. Yeah. Riley and Jonesy enter the rink and Tannis turns her attention to Wayne. Asks if he's ready for a chin check. Wayne responds with a, yep. Then Tannis asks if he, uh, he can, or Tannis says he can avoid it if he wants to, to which Wayne responds, nope. Exasperated, <laughs> Tannis composes herself and walks up to Wayne's pickup for a negotiation. I want the ban on Letterkenny lifted. There's some good money that can be made selling smokes there. You've made your point. We fucked off. Point's not made yet. It's not calculus. Finite math is worse. Trigonometry fucked me. I forgot long division in grade six. Okay. Lift the ban on Letterkenny. We'll make a buck and use can cruise the res. Bag the darts? Yeah, go to the casino. Venison pepperettes? Yes, go watch a fucking hockey game. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> I love how Wayne is suddenly like the boss of everything, like uh, Letter Kenny. He he's the gatekeeper, right? <clears throat> Tannis takes a, a Wayne cigarette out of his hand, takes a pull, and walks away. Warning: the FBI is coming, which stands for fucking big engines. As she walks away, Wayne says, "Now one of you farted right before she got here, and she definitely thought it was me." Dan, I'd admit to JB would have went out my window. Maybe she farted. <laughs> it was me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darius. I feel so like we've all been there. I mean, I know I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> the Hicks go on a jag about algebra and other maths. Then Derry takes an eyelash from Wayne and tells him to make a wish, uh, in which uh, Wayne responds Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. <laughs> Next scene, inside the rink. The game is happening. Jonesy and Riley are psyching themselves up for their first shift on the ice. Uh, knowing the beating they're about to take, uh, they decide maybe they'll take a couple of shifts, actually, play hockey before fighting. Uh, but the second they step on the ice, they get sandwiched between two FBI players uh, who proceed to jump on them and beat them up. Scene six. Meanwhile, outside the rink, the standoff between the Hicks and natives has turned into a tailgate that Hicks have coolers and a hibachi out. The The natives send send in their first <laughs> first opponent. Wayne takes him on and makes quick, quick work of him. Scene seven back in the rink. There's a lot of not a lot of dialogue here, so uh, it's going to be pretty quick here. Scene seven back in the rink. Jones and Riley are sitting on the bench, bruised and bloody from their on ice tilly. Uh, their next shift starts and again. The second they step on the ice, they're jumped by two opposing players and beaten up. Scene eight back outside. Steaks are being brought out for the barbecue. 100% pure organic grass fed AAA pure Alberta beef. The Hicks get into an argument about the right way to cook steak. Dairy doesn't think any season should, seasoning should be used. Squirrely Dan thinks Montreal steak spice really should be part of the conversation. And of course, Wayne has some strong views on this. One inch thick top sirloin steak, salt and pepper heavily, grill at 400, four minutes total. Flip each minute to get the good grill marks. Let sit for two minutes, down the hatch. Flip twice. Grill marks, bud. Sacrilege. I will strike you. Blasphemy. Do you want to get striked? 
Finish the whole thing off with a real nice herbs and garlics. Butter. Don't fuck up my steak dinner, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very legitimate argument. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> it, no, it really is. I mean, for one, this household, the Montreal steak spice, is basically salt and pepper dust. That shit goes in everything. So mm. we're with Squirrely Dan on that one. Uh, but yeah. I, I promise you, every single time we cook steak in this house, we have this conversation around timing. Mm-hmm. And it's and and wife and I will both sit there and analyze the steaks. How thick is it? What's it look like? How long should it go on? What's the temperature? Okay, this one's a two and two. No, this is a minute and a half, minute and a half, because we're trying to hit that medium rare stage, but it's all about the thickness. So this is a very, very legitimate conversation. I'm a big fan of Montreal steak spice for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt and just salt and pepper seems like not enough. Not enough. No, that's, that's no, that shit's like crack. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Um yeah, and uh, so Squirrely Dan says that any decent chef will tell you steak shouldn't even touch a grill. Make it drier than a fart. You pan sear it both sides and finish off in the ovens. Wayne thinks that sounds like overhandling. Derry agrees. Squirrely Dan's response. Oh, yeah. Me and Gordon Ramsay are both morons. <laughs> now, we did try this actually last tried- week. Yeah, so let me tell you. Go. We we have the, the HelloFresh. Yep. Uh, has been coming to us uh, during the the second half of this COVID fun, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was a there was a pan sear, and you threw it in the oven, and I'm telling you that actually worked out really well. Yeah, uh, yeah, S- steak in a frying pan sounded it felt like sacrilege, but for sure it turned out really good. Yeah, so we've been doing the HelloFresh since the pandemic started because just to get some some variety in, in what we're eating and, and since we're home and, and stuff, we have time to cook and it's been great. Uh, the food's been really good. We've been having some interesting meals and uh, yeah. So steak done in a frying pan and then finished off in the it oven. It seems strange, but mm-hmm. it, it works. You know, I try, we try to do, it's a challenge for mm-hmm. sure. But if, if you get it right, it, we did a whole big roast one time like that mm-hmm. and followed some instructions online, Gordon Ramsay styles. And uh, <laughs> it actually worked out quite well. So it's, there's a bit of an art there, but it, it, it's I'm not I'm not against that. The Hicks finally agree to meet halfway on the steak. No SMP, flip twice, medium rare. But then they're interrupted by the next challenger from the native side. Joint Boy steps up for his for this one. He tells Derry to st- the, to throw the steaks on. It won't take long. Joint Boy takes his opponent down with a nut shot and finishes him off with a quick shot to the temple. C nine back that in seems the seems like cheating. Can we just say? Yeah, yeah. That's not a move. For sure. Uh, back in the rink, Riley and Jonesy aren't looking too good, but at least they've left the game on account of the two-fight rule. Two fights, that's your night. They're staggering back to the dressing room, but not before getting jumped yet again by the by two opposing players. <laughs> Poor Jonesy and Riley. At least they can take a beating. <laughs> I wish you had a clip of what they were mumbling about on their way to the dressing oh, there's room. A, oh, we would have had him. We would have had him if they hadn't jumped us. That, that, that's what they kept on saying. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and the other thing they were saying, did you get any good shots in? <laughs> yeah, I punched the back of his arm or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scene 10, Riley and Jonesy walk out of the rink. Uh, oh, here's, I've got the quote here. They would have dusted them hadn't, if they hadn't jumped them. <laughs> they barely acknowledge the tailgate. <laughs> they just walk off. Um and and then uh, because they've had enough of a beating, Tannis calls out to Wayne and asks him to meet her halfway. I'll level with you. We have a BFI on standby that will fuck you up. Okay. He'll lynch you. Good. He'll end you. That's redundant. We can end this if you lift the ban. You burnt down our produce stand, Tannis. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to call him. You can call him. Yeah, but I don't want to. No, give him a call. I'd rather work this out with you. Too much talk. Wait, wait, wait. We're having a really hard time on the res, okay? And selling cigarettes in Letterkenny really helps us out and all of the money goes back into the community. This dude doesn't exist, does he? I want you to meet someone. Dustin! So yeah, uh, Wayne doesn't give a shit about the the sob story that Tannis is giving him. He just wonders whether this dude actually exists. Uh, but a young kid emerges from, emerges from the native's car and walks up to Wayne and Tannis. We don't have a lot of money, and I'd sure like to play baseball. Please lift the band, Wayne. You can get a glove for free at the Sally Ann. Just have mom or dad drive you down there. <laughs> but, uh, don't care much for kids, so 
Wayne doesn't even make contact, eye contact with the kid. Tannis switches to plan B and calls out for someone else. It's her father. Cupboards are bare in the Elder's Lodge. I'm so tired and sore. Please lift the band, Wayne. Got plenty of fresh produce on the farm. You are welcome to it. <laughs> it's nice of him to offer them uh, free produce. Tannis has one final card to play. Oh, fuck. A three-legged dog. As Wayne pets the three-legged dog, Tannis pulls out a second three-legged dog. This <laughs> has the desired effect. You can come back once per week, Saturday morning. Set up shop in the farmer's market parking lot. We'll spread the word. Tannis is grateful, but Wayne pays her no mind. All he cares about is whether the BFI that Tannis threatened actually exists. Uh, Tannis refuses to confirm or deny his existence, and this really annoys Wayne. Scene 11. Back at the dollar store, skids, dancing. Katie walks up with Gus, uh, her dog. Devin uh, once again inter intercepts to take yet another bullet for his leader. Who's this? He looks just like you. You actually look great today. You know, in comparison to this bag of shit. Thank you. You're welcome. So? So? Still an unapologetically promiscuous tart? Yep. Still a heartbreakingly inadequate chronic masturbator? No! High rolled. Whatever. <laughs> then Katie ignores Devin and rolled and speaks directly to Stuart. Stuart, you and I were a bad idea. <laughs> Evident. But I still think you're cool. Adios. Katie walks into the dollar store, but not before tossing the bag of dog shit at Devin, who reacts quickly to catch it before he realizes what it is. Next scene, back at the produce stand, the Hicks debate the existence of Tannis's BFI. Wayne is still bothered that they, he doesn't know for sure. They wonder what would happen if he beat uh, <clears throat> if he beat Wayne the same way Joint Boy won his fight by kicking Wayne in the nuts. Uh, Katie asks if Tannis has ever uh, ever recovered from her box shot and asks Derry if he's still sweet on Tannis. Tannis has moved on to being sweet on Bonnie, Bonnie McMurray. Uh, Katie admits that she is too, which gets a funny reaction from Swirly Dan. Uh, Wayne admits that it's better being the dude doing the hoofing than being the dude getting hoofed. Well, it's too late once you've been hoofed in the nuts, isn't it? You're standing there holding your ball sack, wondering why you didn't hoof first. Or you're standing there holding your box, wondering why you never hoofed first. So what you're saying is, that dude's existed. We've already established the dude doesn't fucking exist, have we not? You kick him right in the pills? I'm fucking irritated. Would you kick him right in the pill box? I'm gonna go see what's on television. We're just speaking hypothetically here, bud. Exactly. <laughs> There's no reason to go in <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, next scene, nighttime. Wayne is in bed. He can't sleep. He can't stop thinking about Tannis's BFI. He sits up, still fully clothed under the sheets, and grabs a cigarette. Uh, scene 14, Wayne drives up to the lake. The natives are having a barbecue by the water. Wayne approaches Tannis. How are you now? Does the dude exist or not? No. He's worked through our finest. No one else measures up yet. Stay for a barbecue? No, thank you. Stay. What he is cooking? Wagyu. Wagyu? Wagyu, New York. I was told you should go for the ribeye if it's a Wagyu. Duh. How are you cooking them? One inch thick Wagyu, New York's heavily salt and peppered. Grill at 400, four minutes total. Flip once a minute for those good grill marks. Let sit for two minutes and then down the hatch. Flip once a minute, hey? This is as good as foreplay for Wayne. Tannis yeah, grabs a pretty hot conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Tannis grabs Wayne by the jeans waist and one last time seduct seductively says grill marks, bud. Wayne says it back and we cut to black. And that's the end of the episode. So why did we not pause and, and uh, ponder uh, the scene where Wayne <laughs> jumps out of bed and he's wearing his plaid shirt <laughs> and, and jeans in bed <laughs> well i mean what else can we say about that yeah he's uh he's a man obsessed he wants to know whether that bfi actually existed and he could not sleep or do you think he always sleeps in his plaid shirt <laughs> no my, my whole thing is he's sleeping in his day clothes yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. You keep saying BFI. Do you mean FBI? Well, they they they, they use both, right? FBI is oh, fucking okay. fucking big engine, and BFI is big fucking Indian. Or they they, they use both yeah, in the episode. Uh, but yeah, uh, either way, it's it's same. Happening. Anyway, I I I circle back to that just because when that happened, I think I laughed the loudest uh, during that whole episode for for that one scene. It was pretty hilarious when it happened. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to first impressions. Uh, Matt, uh, no ratings. Just uh, what did you think of the episode overall? Uh, Yeah, it was an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To be honest, uh, there was there was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why the title was what. I mean, I get why the title was what it was, but I felt like there was less relevance to that. I mean, it was really fun watching Jonesy and Shorzy get their ass kicked all episode. Um, That was pretty entertaining, but. I just I, I felt very disconnected from this one. There was a lot of all over the place, um, mm-hmm. some scenes that didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fine, mm-hmm. but uh, I wasn't overly excited about this one. Okay. Uh, Tanya, what do you think? Uh, I I agree. I, I, I found that it was just, the, yes, there was a lot of, and I know you guys are going to say it, There's there was a lot of um, background information and a lot of uh, character building and, and blah, blah, blah. There were a lot of parts that I did like. I loved uh, Katie's uh, quick-witted tongue and uh, how she stands up for herself. Love that. I, I, I don't really love the whole hockey thing. It was just a bunch of poundings that they were getting. I, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- yeah, there were some fun parts, but n- not enough. Victor? Yeah, it was uh, generally enjoyable um, in, in parts uh, and probably moderately adequate in, in, in others. Um, I, I agree with Matt wholeheartedly about the name the name of the episode. It doesn't fit. Uh, at no point, I didn't feel anyone at all had uh, the native flu. <laughs> If anything, it was the opposite. Uh, yeah. Bring it on. Uh, if it, I feel it should have been called not the native flu or native native flu not. Or it was just called a PhD. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Or just call it the wine <laughs> flu or or whatever. But but yeah. So that that the name was kind of off to mm. me, and uh, I just felt like the only meaningful part of the episode or the most intriguing part of the episode really was the very last five seconds of the episode. Mm. Uh, if you think about what the entire season is supposed to be about, and what happened between the ending of the last episode and this episode? I felt like, um, is there even any connection? Like, I was hoping to kind of see more of Angie and like, where's that going to go? Well, maybe and, just uh, like Stuart's. Uh, there was just no reference to it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like never even happened. Maybe just like Stuart's reference or the the uh, the reference to Stuart's penis. <laughs> it will happen in two more episodes. We'll find out about Angie. Maybe. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope so. It just I felt like this was a bunch of vignettes mm-hmm. uh, and skits mm-hmm. that were sometimes funny, more often not funny, uh, but not not like not in a kind of turnoffish way. Like you're still sitting there and enjoying the episode, and then but at, at the end, like you're feeling, mm-hmm. yeah, this is obviously not one of the better Letter Kenny episodes, mm-hmm. but from a storytelling point of view, uh, it was very much a one-off um, and just a really 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 long, I guess. Uh, very consistent with kind of our theme for t- for our episode today. Just a very long ride to get to the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get hung up on the on the title of the episode because I mean it's funny. It, 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 I feel like this is more of a, a streaming phenomenon. Like, do you remember watching your old like your old favorite shows and sitcoms? Did you ever know the name of the episode that you were watching? Never. No. No, and, but they had names. We just never knew about yeah, them yeah. because we never. Yeah, until we, they comes out on DVD or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. for episode me, episode one, episode two. No, no, but they actually most three. of them. Most of them had name, like they had. They I actually know. had titles or whatever, and it didn't. You know, we don't care. Like the, we care you know, now because you know about it in syndication, right? Yeah. In syndication, uh, and now nobody watched TV anymore. But a few years back, when people still did, you'd go and see on the on the guide. They'll mm-hmm. give you the name of the Seinfeld episode or whatever. Sure. But when it was happening for real, nobody knew the name. No, exactly. Well, and, I, and, I, and I think it depends on the show because some shows really go out of the way to purposely name episodes based on some key characteristic. Sure. Whereas like, I mean, you take a show like Friends, 
I mean, they just called it the episode with the guy with mm-hmm. like everything was just the guy with the thing or the one with the this. Yeah. And it but, was just but one my point, element, but, but no one cared. But, but my mean, point is when we no were significant when we were watching those in real time. We never knew, nor, nor did we ever care about the the name of the episode. It, it's like it's a symptom now because of the way we consume TV. Now yeah. it's it's streamed, it's it's on Netflix or whatever. And oh, what's the next episode called? Oh, you know what I mean. It, it, so to me, I'm not hung up over what what they called it uh, because it, it never really mattered before. Um, in terms of uh, the episode overall. I liked I liked the native story. Like, uh, uh, first of all, like, okay, maybe Native Flu is not a great title, but it was mostly about the natives. So it was about Jones and Riley, Jonesy and Riley playing at, uh, a roadie at the res, and it's also about the conflict between le- the people from Letterkenny and the natives. I thought that was a pretty good story there. Uh, if you want to say that there are any commercial breaks, like like in the last episode, it would be. Uh, Katie going, you know, uh, Katie's confrontations with uh, with Devin. Like I thought, those were kind yeah. of just thrown in and and didn't really. You're not wrong. weren't really not part wrong. of, but I, I, they, I they were fun. They were fun. Yeah. But they, you know, they were kind of the commercial breaks that we got last last week, right? Um. So for me, I enjoyed the the whole Letter Kenny versus the the natives thing, and then all and the resolution at the end where where it seems it seems like. Uh, you know, Wayne and Tannis are going to get 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 together, and uh, so I think that's pretty in- interesting. So overall, I I thought it did forward the story in a, in in a good way. So it didn't continue the story from last week, but I but I think, and and I mean, I've got the benefit of, of foresight because I've I've gone through all these episodes before. But even even I remember watching it last time, you no know, thinking that Angie thing was a one time thing. It was one of those. Uh, he just got, he hooked up with her because it was, it was, he, he was, you know, he was in the mood and she was familiar and they hooked up. I never thought that they were getting back together. So, but, but, but Al, that, that aside, I just mm-hmm. want to make it clear. My lack of enthusiasm for the episode mm-hmm. is not hinged on that. It's sure. more, it hinged, it's based on what we did get. Yeah. Yeah. So for, so my point is what we did get, I thought was an interesting story of a, of a kind of a, a feud or, 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 or conflict, conflict between the people of Letterkenny and, and the, the natives. And, and yeah. I, mean, I mean, you guys don't know this, but it does, you know, it does continue. So it's, it's something yeah. that does this, you know, this is kind of just introducing it or not introducing it, but, but for, uh, uh, moving it forward from, uh, the, the end of last season. So yeah. one, one other thing that I've noticed with letter Kenny is they do kind of, they don't always tackle, they don't always continue the story from where they left off. Uh, it's something they do quite a bit actually from usually with, with a, when, when uh, a season ends with a cliffhanger, uh, the, the f- first episode of the next season doesn't pick up from where that cliffhanger left off. It almost never does actually. So it's interesting that, uh, that, you, that you made that, that, um, that, uh, that point, because it's something I feel like they, I don't know if they do it on purpose, but, but they do do it a lot. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you're not right. wrong. I mean, Al, everything you're saying, mm-hmm. I, I agree with. I think you, your idea around this conflict and they did, they brought it together, which is fine. But mm-hmm. I, I think I just felt it was very disjointed. Like it didn't all the different elements. I mean, I like if they did all that and sort of brought it all back together mm-hmm. towards the end to sort of close all those gaps, I would have been OK with it. Sure. But it, they felt like different stories addressing the same topic. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't understand the connection, so I could have actually taken them as separate episodes on their own, and, rather than all one mech. And this and, is and to, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go. No, ahead. go ahead, Al. Uh, okay, just, uh, just to build on that, I just felt that uh, again, uh, agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just felt that it was very, very surfacey. All mm-hmm. of the kind of it, it I, there, there wasn't much depth to it, so it kind of made it feel like. It's very skit-like mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, oh, let's really try to understand this feud and what's behind it and da-da-da, right? It's, it's just, it just felt very, let's just set it up for the gags, um, sure. which is fine. Mm-hmm. It just it just kind of, I just wasn't laughing a lot mm-hmm. of if, this, if it was set up for the gags. Mm-hmm. And I didn't learn that much if it was supposed to be deeper. Um, so I just, I, I didn't hate it. I, right. I, I generally enjoyed the episode. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I just, 
uh, at no point did I say, oh, I you know, could have been doing something else right now. Sure. I, I enjoyed it. And every yeah. now and then there was a laugh here and there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, so, just it wasn't the greatest. Uh, Letterkenny being one of the more memeable shows, like if you go on Twitter, lots of people using lots of memes and lots of GIFs, uh, GIFs of, 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 of Letterkenny yeah. scenes. Um, this one here is one of those signature uh episodes like uh, if you go online right now and, and type like a type in the gif search letter kenny yep. you're going to get lots of grill mark uh <laughs> gifs because um gifs <laughs> sorry thank you um so it's funny because and and even even when i posted it especially on facebook when i said oh we're going to review and recap this episode uh you should see how many how many comments there are and people weighing in on how they cook their steak. And like, this is one of those episodes that people, when people think of letter Kenny, they automatically go to a couple of things. And one of them is uh steaks, grill marks, bud. that like, that's like, there's, there's t-shirts that say FURTA. There's t-shirts that say alleged, allegedly. And there are also letter Kenny t-shirts that just say grill marks. And it's because of this episode. So it's kind of funny. It's one of those, uh, I don't know what you call them. 10 post episodes or cult favorite. Yeah. It's uh it's funny. Yeah. But you, I mean, and, I, prob- and well deserved. Mm-hmm. I, I had no issues with any of those things. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start with ratings: fresh, clearance, or compost mat. We'll start with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna put it at a clearance. Mm-hmm. And based on, on honestly, there was I didn't love it. I didn't hate. It. I'm kind of Victor. Everything Victor just said is a really good capturing. There was a few laughs. I like the opening. The whole steak scene. Mm-hmm. I, it spoke to me. And. Uh, <laughs> So again, there was enough to keep me interested. Did I love it? No. Did I feel a little disjointed? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll put it at a at a at a strong clearance. Very good. Uh, Tanya, right smack dab down the middle. So clearance. Clearance. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Uh, Victor. Yeah, that would be a clearance. Clearance. <laughs> What's your vector, Victor? <laughs> very good <laughs> all right um i'm gonna give it a clearance as well i mean i i completely agree with you and i remember sitting here uh last night watching it with tanya thinking to myself especially after the previous episode like <laughs> the previous episode was so was so brilliant and so funny and well written and stuff yeah. this one here like if we didn't watch the previous episode first I bet you this gets a bit of a better rating. Maybe if no. Glenn was in this episode. Maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on, on him, I got to say, look, I still think those are biker shorts. <laughs> They're bicycle I don't shorts care. Sure. I want, give me more Pastor Glenn. That's all I'm saying. So uh, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, it was, uh, it was just a good episode. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it a clearance as well. It was just good. Not necessarily great. All right. And so top fives, we're going back to you, Matt. Does this make your top five? Do you need me to read them out? No. Okay. No, it's okay. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's so many other strong episodes we've already watched. Mm -hmm. I I don't even need them read out. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it, but does it make the top? No. No. Okay. Tanya? No. No. Okay. Victor? No. Keep it off. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. What's my bottom fuss at the... No. Uh, Fuss at the egg hall. Mm, That's... Come on. I don't know. Fuss at the egg hall? That's really, the... Al? Wait, right. there's two fuss ep- episodes. Which one? <laughs> no. Are you talking about the season ending? Or no, no, no. Fu- that, that's fuss in the back bush. I'm trying to think. Fuss at the egg hall. Which one's that? Isn't that the one where... So it's um, the coat hangers from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the one I to the other. And... Yeah, that one there was kind of... Oh, no, that was election. No, that's... That's yeah, election. No. Fuss at... Well, I, so the... One was the season ender. The other one was the beginning of the season. See, that's the challenge in our logic is actually trying to remember the episodes and then actually you, put them in an order. The <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, season season one, episode six was fuzz and season two, episode one was. Uh, that's fuzz. right. Yeah, it was. Uh, so fuss in the back bush was was episode, was the final the season finale of episode uh, of season one and fuss in the egg hall was the, for the beginning of this season. And uh, I'm going to, so I'm, yeah, it's not making mine as well. Uh, anyway, so the, all that to say. Glad we got, glad we got yeah, there. Al. Exactly. All right. Let's get to some uh, listener comments here. Uh, so uh, as I'd mentioned, Aaron from Texas 
uh, he gave us our first uh, Apple review. Uh, he wrote, great show. I've watched the entire series and love the added audio clips from the show. Still makes me laugh. Five star fresh. Thank you so much, Aaron, uh, for uh, the Apple re- uh, review. Uh, we encourage and, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say uh, I beg, you know, uh, if you guys want to give us uh, that, it's really helpful to get uh, the Apple ratings and the reviews. It, it's helpful for to get us uh, higher up in the charts in the Apple charts. So uh, if you're listening to us on Apple, you know, go ahead, but make sure it's a five star review. Not not, you know, send, a- one. <laughs> send Aaron your next take out. Yeah, exactly. Uh Jason Cutler, our buddy Jason, he 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 sends us a lot of uh, uh, messages. Not to be an expert because everybody's a fucking expert, but I do enjoy your show. I also drank some Stella because Al recommended them. Uh, I like that some others are finally enjoying the show as well. Thank you so much, Jason. And uh, Labatt, did you hear that? Uh, uh, somebody has tried Stella on my recommendation. So, you know, uh, if you want to, you know sponsor the show where i think that's i think that's stella's only downfall is that they're affiliated with labat yeah, well i was gonna say that's a labat product well labat uh labat um uh owns them acquired <coughs> acquired them i don't know i think yeah. he, they distribute them in in canada so i don't know if they actually own them because stella is a belgian company right i was just gonna say your cans has belgium yeah but i think i think labat distributes them in canada i don't know if they actually own them they might because I know that once Labatt was owned by by a Belgian uh, beer company, so it could be the same company. But anyway, I know that Labatt distributes them in Canada. Uh, let's see. Uh, referring to the episode we just reviewed, okay, that that's a quality episode. But Montreal Steak Spice should really be part of this conversation. That's from our buddy Redbeard. Uh, I believe he's he's I out think in we New all Brunswick. Agree. Yes. Yeah. All right. And uh, those are all the comments I have. Uh, so do we have any final thoughts? Uh, Matt, let's start with you. Uh, no, not today, man. <laughs> not today. Uh, Tanya, any final thoughts? I am getting some steaks for this long weekend that we have coming up. I know it's typically turkey and I will save the turkey for Monday, but steak is definitely going to be on Sunday or Saturday's That's menu. That's right. Yeah. As soon as we started the demolition, she's like, I feel like we need steak. Uh, she wants a reward. So are you going to cook them? This- steak is my reward for, for like that. It's my like special occasion. Like I've done a really good job. It's my like, it's my go-to. Yeah. So we don't eat a lot of red meat, but oh, a good steak. Oh. Why, why don't you just, why don't you just have ostrich instead of jerky? I was, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> we do have, we have a, a butcher uh, nearby in the neighboring uh, town and uh, they have some exotic uh, meats selections there, and I believe ostrich is one yeah, of them. I think I think you're right. Yeah, do it, do it. Uh, no, not after seeing the size of their dicks. Oh, jeez. And, and did you? And you just catch how- their PhDs. <laughs> they well, have, have to. massive. It's like a sledgehammer. Mm, That's what this. It's like a, a massive oh, sledgehammer, and I can. I can reference that because I've had one in my hands all week long. So. A sledgehammer. A sledgehammer. <laughs> uh, what you guys do on your time is your business. Oh, man. Victor, uh, any, any final words? Please put us out of our misery. Well, I, I hope I hope that uh, they get back on the ostrich for the next episode and, uh, and uh, do better. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any, like, you know, it was a good episode. It wasn't a great episode, but I'm looking forward to, I, I am looking forward to the next episode. Uh, Uncle Eddie's trust. Uh, it, uh, from what I remember, it was a, it was a fun episode, so it should be fun. So we're going to, or I'm going to play us off here with a song from this episode. <laughs> called Stand in the Sand by Twin Peaks. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we'll be recapping and reviewing Season 2, Episode 5, Uncle Eddie's Trust. Please rate us on iTunes if you like the show. Follow us on Twitter at ProduceStandPod. We also invite you to visit the website, theproducestandpod.com, for other episode recaps and a list of our favorite episodes. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to set up the, the hibachi, cook up some steaks, heavily salt, salt and peppered, grilled at 400, four minutes total. Flip one minute for those good grill marks. Let's sit for two minutes and then down the hatch. From all of us at the produce stand, have a good night. Good night.